Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I'm excited to have Sandra Lee on, and I will tell you more about her in just a moment. First, just a couple of quick announcements. If you are watching this on Facebook, we would love your comments as well as on YouTube. We will be sure to answer any questions that you might have. And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast outlets, thank you. And all of the information will be in the show notes for links. Also, I am now offering a special channeled message and theme of the year for 2023 from Arcturian Uluru. So what you will receive with that is you're going to get your cosmic group of the year with the energies that they carry and how they can support you in 2023. And you will also have an overall theme as well as a personalized channel message of how to use this information for the year ahead. So I have a special optional add-on of a crystal alien skull to help you harness the energy even stronger. So to get that early bird pricing, you need to sign up by October 31st, and the link will be posted in the show notes. So grab one of those message and theme of the years. I'm also currently offering a special connection to the Cosmos bundle package until October 31st. You're going to get one copy of my book, Connection to the Cosmos. You're going to get the Oracle deck, Connection to the Cosmos, and a one-hour recorded live Zoom session where you have the opportunity to meet your galactic family and guides. Now, I've had um, 11 of these over the last couple of weeks so far, and people are having amazing experiences meeting their family. And so the information for that will also be in the notes, and you can find out more on my website, mysticmanta.com. So now I'm going to bring on Miss Sandra Lee. Hi, Sandra. Hello, Lisa. So let me tell everyone about you, beautiful woman. Okay. So combining the modalities of human design and biofield tuning, Sandra Lee is uniquely qualified to help you align with the heart and integrity of your purpose and attract your perfect opportunities. With 30 years of experience and in intuitive energetic work, Sandra is like a medical intuitive for your business, supporting you in turning your dreams into successes. Sandra wrote a chapter in a number one best-selling book, Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. Her chapter demonstrates the impact of combining human design and biofield tuning for accelerating your business success. So I love human design and all the people who normally watch the show know that, you know, I've been doing human design for a while. And, but before we get into actually what you do, <laughs> the first question that I want to know is I would love for you to share what kind of childhood did you have? What kind of family did you grow up in? Spiritual, religious, something else that then maybe got you into this spiritual work that you do? Thanks for asking, Lisa. It's always fun to get like a, a personal in somebody's life question. So we didn't really have a particularly spiritual upbringing. We didn't attend any sort of religious service or anything like that. It wasn't frowned on, but it just wasn't something we ever really talked about. My, um, my dad's family had a grocery store. And so we were just, you know, doing grocery store and school and all of the normal things. As an adult, I then chose to start getting into personal growth related things mm -hmm. because the truth was I was pretty messed up. You know, I came out of childhood. I had a, a you know, a good upbringing, certainly none of the adversity that some people have had, but I grew up feeling like I was bad and I hurt people and everything I did was wrong. Okay. So, you know, I just had a, a mother who was, you know, kind of strict and required a lot of me. And I felt like I just used to get in trouble all the time. Okay. You know? So um, when I became an adult, I decided, you know what, I need to do something about getting past these negative beliefs about myself. And so I started doing personal growth, got into doing massage, energy work, acupressure. And that's kind of 
what brought me to where I am now. Okay. So you, so did you have any like earlier careers before you went right into the personal growth and healing work or was that really, you just jumped right in? Well, I got a bachelor's in chemistry okay. from the California Institute of Technology. And after graduating, I got a clerical job. Okay. And then I started studying acupressure and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I reached a point where, you know, my logical left brain training had to come to terms with the fact that this Reiki and acupressure stuff actually does something. And so I was fortunate that early in my 20s, I was able to come to terms with that and be able to take um, people who I was working with for massage, because I became a massage therapist, and help them understand what's going on in their bodies, help them understand the science. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one, of one of my specialties, helping people understand physiology and healing and all that kind of stuff from a perspective of people who don't know anything about science and biology and things. Yeah, actually, well, and I love that coming from a science background myself, biology, but um, yeah, and I love, you know, now I'm 20 some years out of getting my PhD and finally, you know, the science underlying spirituality really is coming to the forefront, right? We have so much support and evidence from quantum mechanics and brain physiology and epigenetics and all of that coming together, people are actually researching consciousness even like as a serious field. So it's quite amazing how far we've come. That's one of the things that I really like about biofield tuning, the healing modality that I chose to do because Eileen McCusick, the creator of biofield tuning, she's way into the science. Like she goes farther into the science than, than I know how to speak. And so to see the validity of sound and sound healing on cells and on bodies and on the energy field is just, you know, it, it helps to, to validate what I have experienced actually like having an impact, but to say um, the science of it is really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's go, let's jump into what bio, biofield tuning is for people who aren't aware of what that modality is and what, so what is it? What can it help with? How does it actually work? So biofield tuning is using tuning forks and a hockey puck to make sound that I then use for healing in the energy field, the biofield. So let me give you an image of what the biofield looks like. This is the biofield anatomy map that we use in biofield tuning. So you can see basically it's like the aura. Yeah. And you've got chakras that run up the center. So I'm working with the chakra energies. And then this is like approximately five feet out to the side from the body. And at the bottom, this is a point that connects you to the earth. We call this earth star. And there's a point above that we call the sun star that connects you to the sun. And so you want to talk about the timeline and all that stuff? We might as well talk about it now since I've got the map. Okay. Sure. So I create a hologram that represents you, Lisa, if I'm working with you. I create mm -hmm. a hologram here on a table. I do all of my sessions remotely, Zoom. So, okay. And so at the edge of the field is where conception is. And Eileen McCusick found this out through trial and error as she was working with people and found the issues that came up for them and the timelines that came up with them. So she came up with this. So okay. here is conception. And as we travel through here, I travel through the timeline of your life. And so I may, striking my tuning fork, come up against something that feels like it's stuck there. So working with those issues that have happened in your life as we come across them in the field. And then looking at um, other than earthly influences, because I know that's one of the things you love talking about, is yeah. out here, outside the energy field, I find influences of what you've inherited mm -hmm. so from your parents, grandparents, your actual ancestral lineage. Right. Well, as you know, I believe we've had multiple lifetimes. Yes. Other <laughs> lifetime influences, parallel lifetime influences, as well as could be anything else. 
So I can I can pick up information about that when I'm here at the edge and energy goes out. So I'm working with all of that. So I believe that everything that ever happened to me mm -hmm. is stored in my energy field mm -hmm. and is stored in my body. Some of those things are wonderful and I love them. Some of those things were difficult and traumatic. So if I have a ball of stuck energy in my field and I have all of this trauma, all of these things around me, mm -hmm. it makes it really hard for me to see you and relate with you. Right. It makes it hard for me to um, receive love from other people. It makes yes. it hard for me to be seen and express myself and send love out because there's all kinds of garbage. Right. One of the modalities that I learned was, you know, the emotion code. And he talks about blocked emotions being in the field. That's really how I see it. So right. when I'm doing biofatuning, I come up, ooh, there, there's a ball of energy that I'm running into. And part of the science of it is, you know, about the, the principle of resonance. Mm -hmm. So if the energy of this ball, the trauma that I experienced has a certain kind of frequency, if my tuning fork produces sound that matches that frequency, it causes like vibration, activates this over here. And when we are able to collapse these balls of energy, mm -hmm. they kind of drop out of the way so that I can actually see you and you can see me and I can be myself in the world without all the intervening garbage from the past. Okay. So, so I'm just trying to imagine like I'm sitting here on Zoom with you and, I, and you are now imagining me on your bed with this auric field around me. And so even though I'm on Zoom with you, are you going around the bed like I'm there doing the tuning forks? I used to do that, okay. um, but I don't anymore. Okay. I actually create around this actual little chart. Yeah. I create a hologram that represents you on a card table with a turntable on it. Okay. So I'm, I'm, you know, I sit down and I'm working here. And then when I want to work on the other side, I just turn the turntable around and I'm working on the other side. Okay. Okay. And do you use different tuning forks or is it just the one that's coming up against the blockages that you're noticing? There are some tuning fork systems that have a different frequency, a different fork for each thing. Yeah. And one of the other tuning fork systems that I started off with before biofield tuning has more what I call equipment. Right. Um, in biofield tuning, we don't really do that so much. And I really appreciate that because, you know, in the other system that I was in, if I was to get certified, there would be eight classes worth of equipment. Okay. We're talking about a lot of equipment and a lot. Right. Of yeah. So with biofield tuning, these aren't pure tones. There's a lot of overtones and undertones okay. so that when I strike the fork, there's a whole spectrum of sound that's available. Mm -hmm. And with this issue that I described myself having, you know, it could draw on some frequencies in that spectrum. So the chances are pretty good. Whatever fork I'm using, it's going mm -hmm. to have some frequencies that are going to help with this. I do have, um, you know, what, three, four different frequencies of unweighted forks that make the sound. And then I have about five, six weighted forks that don't make as much sound. So when I strike this one, you won't hear it as much. It does make a noise, but not nearly as much because the vibration goes down the stem Right. And if I was working with somebody in person, I could apply the stem to the body and put mm -hmm. the, the, the vibration in. Yeah. I find that it still works, even if I'm doing it remotely. So the person's body isn't here <laughs> for me to apply this to. But I also use the weighted forks with um, stones. So um, I have 
a certain type of stone called euphorolites. Okay. And I use them a lot um, in a specific way in the biofield. And then um, in training, they teach us to use um, Lemurian seed crystals. Mm -hmm. And so to take a Lemurian seed crystal and, and put the tuning fork on it and then vibrate that into a person's body through the point of the crystal. Very interesting. Okay. So, cause I, I'm going to show you. I have a couple, but this is the one that I use all the time. This is my Lemurian crystal. Wow. And um, so whenever I'm doing any kind of healing work on people, or I'm even helping to facilitate the regression sessions or meeting your galactic family, um, this tool is always on me because mm -hmm. it's helping me to channel my healing abilities from my Arcturian life where I'm a healer. <laughs> and so I channel that, that info into Lisa that then propagates out. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. if you decided you wanted to activate a tuning fork, a weighted tuning fork, just touching it to the crystal will then cause an increase in energy and vibration in the crystal and through the point of the crystal. Yeah. So I have, um, let me go get mine here. This is the one that, that I mostly use. Although now that I'm um, mostly doing remote sessions, I'm not using it nearly as much. But so just to, right? And then I would touch touch the point to the person. Or, you know, when I was still working with people in person, I would have them hold the crystal mm -hmm. and then, um, or put it under their back for example. So if somebody has back issues, I could put this underneath their back and then take the tuning fork and touch it to the end and have the energy then travel under their body where I won't be able to get the tuning fork. Right. Yeah. So yes, absolutely. Super cool. Well, and I just recently got trained in um, sound healing and I have my weighted tuning forks. I've got my crystal bowls, but I have my weighted tuning forks and I decided to go with the sulfagio range mm -hmm. of tuning forks just to mix it up from my regular um 432 hertz chakra bowls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I appreciate that little tip with the Lemurian quartz because um yeah I think even just for my own healing or my husband's healing mm -hmm. that's very powerful I could see. So, okay. So someone, so someone comes to you, do they know what their blocks are or they're just like, I, why, why do I need, how do people find you and come to you? Like, what do they decide they need to work on? There can be a lot of different reasons why people come. Um, so far, mostly for just biofield tuning, I have people who come for, you know, health issues or injuries, um, stress relief. Um, mostly what I'm doing now is a combination of human design and biofield tuning. And mm -hmm. so I'm working with people with a whole range of different things, sometimes with businesses, sometimes with um, stress, overwhelm, balance between work and life. They're just not really clear about, you know, what it is they want and what it is they want to be doing or how to make that happen. So the combination of human design and biofield tuning, I found to be really amazing for that. Okay, so can you give us an example of like maybe one of your clients that you have worked with with both of those modalities together? There's one of my clients who is really expanding her business. Her okay. vision is to have her business go global. And she's she's already expanded quite a bit, but she's, you know, dealing with having children and so the busyness of, you know, being one of those people that's always working, not taking enough time for their family, for example. Mm -hmm. So overworking, fatigue because of she's overworking, um, you know, having staff issues, and then not having time to spend with her children, her family. So we started off with human design and helped her understand how she operates. You know, human design really helps you get to the bottom yes. of 
everything that you do and you look at your life differently. You start seeing, oh, I'm actually serving when I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I just thought this was something that I do. So helping her understand that, helping her manage energy. So, you know, some people have only two centers defined in their chart, two yeah. center projectors, and they really struggle with having enough energy. Right. And so helping her learn how to manage that as somebody who's go, 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 mm -hmm. trying to make a business expand. How do you manage this whole issue with fatigue and knowing when the time is to stop? Um, so and also helping her recognize like some of the issues that were coming up between her and her staff and right. looking at her chart and having strategies mm -hmm. for how to manage that and you know, differences in perspective. When I work with people with human design, and I imagine you see this too, that there are people who have things that they don't understand. Why does this happen? Yes. Or I wish this didn't happen. And when you show them, you know what? This is actually part of your design. And if you look at it a different way, you'll actually see there's a gift mm -hmm. way that you contribute here. And so it's like you take somebody just kind of running around doing their normal and just kind of like bumbling into things. And it's like, oh, I get it. This is why this happens. This is supposed to happen. And then they start seeing the purpose, the contribution that they're making. So now she's she's doing that. Um, and when we started, she said, I'm scattered 99% of the time. Okay. Now she has time for she's scattered because she's still, you know, pushing and, and growing a business, but not anywhere near 99% of the time. Yeah. She now works four hour days instead of like 10 hour days. Okay. And she spends time with her children. She has an easier time managing her staff. She's more patient with her staff. Her staff are stepping up and being more responsible. Mm -hmm. She and her husband actually took a weekend away for the first time ever without the kids. Okay. <laughs> so it's like things are totally looking up for her because she's no longer scrambling, trying to do everything and, mm -hmm. you know, be a one person controller over her people. Yeah. I resemble that from my previous business. <laughs> I had to learn to give up control. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I did use human design um, in my with my employees, knowing how do they operate best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So understanding human design just helped her understand all of that. And then, you know, I talk with her and she's got something she's struggling with, she's dealing with, because that's what happens. Yeah. Particularly when you're actively growing a business. So when when something is not going well, or you're confused, or you don't know, or you're afraid, your energy gets chaotic. For my body, my mind, for my health to work properly, energy needs to flow through. Yeah. So if the energy is not flowing through because it's chaotic, function doesn't work very well. Thinking doesn't work very well. Body might not work very well. Mm -hmm. An example I use to illustrate that is if I'm walking along and I stub my toe, I start limping. The energy that should be flowing through that body, hip, leg, toe, foot into the ground gets chaotic. And I have pain. So I start walking funny. Other things don't work properly. I get mm -hmm. stressed. My neck and shoulders start being tight. All of those things. So when chaos from confusion, fear, upset, anger, when that chaos happens, Helping the energy to flow enables the person to be able to think more clearly, make decisions more clearly, not get as upset and activated. All sorts of things are easier when the energy is flowing. Mm -hmm. I love that. So how often does someone need to do the biofield tuning session with you to see results? It's nice to, it depends on what they're working with. If somebody has an active injury going on, then it can help to have the sessions be pretty close together. 
Um, if somebody is like my client, I see I see her weekly because she's just actively doing things and there's always more coming up. A lot of times I work with people, you know, weekly in the beginning and then we spread them out after that. Okay. And then so basically just depending on what kind of client it is and what their needs are depends on like how much human design coaching versus the biofield tuning you might do. Yeah. And really, whatever the person is working on, if they aren't working so much on health related issues, but they're just working on life business, health stuff comes up anyway. Yeah. If somebody has health things going on, it's going to impact their ability to do whatever it is that they want to do, particularly if it's pain. You know, if somebody has pain or, or headaches, you know, it just stops them from being effective in all areas of their life. Okay. So, and you know how we had talked earlier about my dog before we got on? Well, he is scratching at the door. So hold on. Normally he's in the garage, but you know, of course, the one day that I don't put him in the garage, he decided to wake up from his tile bathtub experience. Okay. Okay. We're back. Let, let me tell you a story that I like to tell about how I found out that biofield tuning has actual physical effects on people even remotely. Okay, yes, please. Because the audience needs to know that. Yeah. This is what had me realize that this actually really does something because I'd been doing energy practices, you know, way back when I started doing acupressure for, you know, the whole time I'd been in practice. And my experience of was that, yeah, it's really relaxing, but I don't really see lasting results mm. with a lot of the energy practices I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so here I am, you know, new certified biofluid tuning practitioner and the pandemic shutdown had happened. So there's a friend of mine who I work on, you know, we work on each other. She's a massage okay. therapist. So um, she lives five minutes from here. She couldn't come here and I couldn't go to her, but she had landed on the vacuum cleaner with her hand. Okay. And it was black and blue and she couldn't open it. Oh, wow. She couldn't drive, couldn't do the dishes. You know, she couldn't button up her bra. She, it, was, it was really, it was really bad. Yeah. So I called her on the telephone and I did biofilm tuning with her. Okay. While I'm on the phone with her, the mm -hmm. bruise goes away and she can open her hand. Ah. So I'm working with her. Pause one second. <laughs> Learn my lesson to put him in the garage. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you all another story while Lisa is off taking care of the dog. So one of my clients, oh, I, I started telling another story. Okay. So one of my clients had had migraine headaches from the time she was a baby. Her whole life she had had migraine headaches. And she had learned to make it a little bit better by seeing a chiropractor, working with her diet, but it was still really debilitating. She couldn't leave the house because she was afraid she would get a headache. And she had a little girl and, you know, be, had to be quiet because mommy has a headache. This was really limiting her life. Mm -hmm. So we started doing biofood tuning. And when doing biofood tuning on physical things, I like explaining to people what's going on in their bodies because I want to empower them to be able to help themselves. Okay. So I explained to my client about the physiology in the head and the membranes, all that stuff, so that when she felt a headache coming, there was some, something she could do to help herself. So she had a headache at the time. And about 10 minutes into doing the tuning, I said, so, you know, how's your headache? And she said, it's starting to get better. By the end of the session, her headache was gone. We finished the, the two subsequent sessions. Mm -hmm. And about a month later, I, I contacted her and said, hey, you know, how are your headaches? And she said, I still have them, but I'm able to turn them off. Okay. Because I had taught her what to do for herself, mm -hmm. she was able to, you know, turn them off and take control back of her life. That's beautiful. 
because, and I know there are a lot of people maybe listening or watching that have struggled with migraines and other like continuous issues. So there is hope that doesn't have to be necessarily like prescription drugs. Yeah. I like helping people understand what's going on in their bodies so they can help themselves. And one of my, I guess you'd call it a complaint about the medical system Mm -hmm. is that doctors don't explain what's going on in your body and why. If people understood these things, they would be more empowered to be able to take action and help themselves. So that's what I like doing when I'm doing biofilm tuning. Okay. I love it. Well, and if maybe if schools focus more on that aspect, because I know as a former biologist, you know, we didn't really start teaching physiology until the college level and you had to be pre-med to take the physiology class. Right. And that was one of the topics that I taught anatomy and physiology. So it's like, you know, if we understood the basics of our body from children onward, like how much more empowered could we be? Well, and, you know, people would eat proper food. Yes. And their bodies would be healthy. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, my, there wouldn't be a need for the medical system like there is now. Right. So, you know, we know why they don't teach it. But still, you know, it just would make so much sense to teach how to take care of themselves. I was just in a summit recently, and one of these speakers was um, talking about the future of food and the medical system. And she is a psychic medium and a channeler. And she is really seeing coming like for next year and then even more into 2024, where there's more of a balance of that more natural holistic medicine with allopathic medicine. And then at some point, the tipping point is going to be way more holistic with only needing the allopathic for the things that it should be used for. Like, oh, I've got a broken bone. Let's set that. Or yes, yes, let's yes. (laughs) Yeah. I do have something else I want to tell you about that I'm not sure I mentioned. Okay. So when I'm working with people, a lot of times I give them things to do, things to pay attention to, things to focus on. So whatever it is that you have that you want to accomplish in the world, behavior change is required. If you want to work with your health, if you want to work with relationships, if you want to work with money, if you want to work with a business, it all requires paying attention. And I decided to make a card deck and my card deck constructor said, what do your clients need? And I said, my clients need a way to remember what they're focusing on, Mm. what they want to incorporate into their life. So the inner gem shine card deck got created Okay, (laughs) to help people focus on what it is they're wanting to do. So Mm. I have cards in here for the physical body. So if I want to work on healing my neck, Mm. I have supports that say, okay, this is what I'm focusing on. I have um, chakra cards and then what I call concept cards that help me remember whatever it is I'm wanting to focus on. So purpose and service or miracles or energy or emotion. And so to support people in creating that space so they can incorporate into their life. And there's, you know, affirmations on all of them. And so, yeah, that's my card deck. And they're releasing in the middle of November. Okay. Well, how exciting. Congratulations. Well, and just real quick, because I do want to, I have a couple more questions about the biofield tuning, but um, you have a new book coming out too, right? We didn't yep. say that in your bio. So why don't you talk about what you, what your chat, what the book is, what your chapter's on and let's plug that a little. The, the energy medicine solution, mind-blowing Mind-blowing solutions for having an amazing life. I'm not getting the subtitle right, but it's basically energy medicine solution. And my chapter is about being seen, light up the truth of who you are. And that writing that chapter, what came to me is this whole concept that I call shine. Mm -hmm. When I connect with you and I really see who you are, Mm -hmm. it's like people glow. Yes. That's what I call shine. 
So it's like thinking about, you know, Jesus and the saints, they have this halo around them. And I call that state of, of being in my godness, being and connecting with people where we get into that place. I call that shine. So that's really the focus of my, my chapter. And then shortly after finishing my chapter was when I was like, oh, that's when I came up with the idea for the cards. So Inner Gem Shine is the name of my card deck. Okay. See, I love that. And that's how I operate too, because my first solo authored book was Sacred Soul Spaces. And then from that, I created my Frequency of the Colors deck because I wanted an accompanying <laughs> spiritual and practical interior design deck. And then I have Sacred Soul Love, and then I created an affirmation deck for Sacred Soul Love. And now I have connection to the cosmos and I have my Oracle deck. Absolutely. It's great. It is. So I love that. You're very uh, like, yeah, great minds think alike in that. Well, and um, our, my guest last, Two weeks ago was Jacqueline Kane, who is the one who's putting this beautiful book together. And so it's just so exciting that, you know, some of the different guests that I've had on are part of these different collaborative projects. And um, when we can come together and collaborate and support and uplift each other, we all win. Absolutely. So so even though I had Chris Sullivan on human design, I've got you on doing human design. I like, we all, we all can use all of this information and we come at it from different angles. And so, you know, I just want to plug all of that collaboration that we have. Well, and if you did human design with somebody and I did human design with somebody, we would come up with different information. Yes. And, you know, here's how I look at that. You know, if if I'm here with my issues and I'm like a diamond with a thousand facets on it, mm -hmm. if I approach it all from one direction, I can escape. Right. I can get around it if I'm trying to avoid dealing with what my issue is. But yeah. when I approach it from multiple directions, multiple modalities, multiple practitioners, yes. I am much more likely to actually make progress with it. So when I get stuck, because I do, I have another human design specialist who helps me. I have biofilm practitioners who help me. I don't have a chiropractor, you know. Right. <laughs> working with multiple people just enables me to get an outside of my head perspective. Mm -hmm. Because I well, get stuck. Yes. Well, and I love it when these different modalities, they actually validate each other. Because... My human design is validated by my astrology chart and by my scientific hand analysis and all of the other, you know, modalities that I've had. And even just the healing stuff, you know, all of the different modalities and ways of healing really can get down to, okay, let's get to the root cause of these issues. And, and when I'm working with another practitioner, they receive intuitive information from wherever it comes that I'm not getting. Mm -hmm. So they drip in energy and information into my field. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. And yeah. it helps me make shifts that I wasn't making on my own. Love it. So when did you actually start working with human design? It's been 10 years now. Okay. And I started working with my coach. Um, it's probably been seven or eight years now. Um, so you, we're both like we've cycled through <laughs> like we're still peeling onion layers. But I'm curious. Okay, what is your type and your inner authority? I am a three five manifester. Okay, and I have technically splenic authority, but you know, I don't know. Five or six years ago, I had a big trauma that occurred because okay. I thought just, you know, gut feeling, just go based on what, what the gut feeling says. And I got myself into a big mess because I didn't realize the need to pay attention to more than just gut feeling that mm -hmm. I pay attention to like my resources and time and stuff like that. So now I see it as a complex two-part authority. Okay. Interesting. So I'm a 6'2 sacral generator. Mm -hmm. 
And when I did learn about like, okay, I actually do have to go with my gut. Um, that kind of, at first it scared the shit out of me because I'm like, but my gut is telling me to do things that are kind of scary. <laughs> and however, when I have learned to trust that inner authority, amazing things have shifted in my life over the last eight years, right? Like moving here to Hawaii, starting my spiritual business, leaving my second husband. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for those of you who are who are watching and listening to this, you know, what we are talking about is how you're designed to make decisions. This is authority. And something that not everybody necessarily pays enough attention to is that almost all people have a time factor to consider. So some of the time, some of the authority in human design have inherently built in time factors. Others like the splenic authority is like, mm, it's not necessarily as built in. So I now say, oh, you know what? I need to wait some time mm -hmm. and, um, and then, you know, give time for the splenic response to evolve because it does. And I didn't pay attention to that. Right. <laughs> well, as a manifester, I mean, you're ready to like zip on and go, go, go. My son is a manifester. Yeah. And uh -huh. I'm teaching a teenage boy how to inform me rather <laughs> has been interesting. Yeah. He's starting to get it. <laughs> you know, being a manifester in the whole, you know, initiating thing and the ability to to do things without so much reliance on other people. I saw that really come in, come in action when it came to developing the card deck. Because once I came up with the idea and the concept, it just created itself. Yeah. And the other people in my card deck creation class, they are way behind where I am. And I realized that part of this is that manifester, mm -hmm. that manifester energy, that facility. Yeah. Well, and yeah. just again, for people watching who aren't familiar with human design and what the type and strategy. So manifestors are very small percentage of the population, like 9% maybe. 9%, yeah. And, um, and they are the only ones that truly are supposed to initiate things to happen, which is really hard when we have Nike saying, just do it. Well, just do it if you get a yes from your inner authority, <laughs> whichever way you get it, but not yes if it's just you know, very few people are able to successfully initiate something without it being asked for, right? By the outside. Yeah. And, and even for manifestors, it's not that simple. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I, I told you that I started doing personal growth work and all of that stuff. Personal growth culture really says, decide what you want and just go do it. Right. And most people are not designed that way, leading to what I saw in the long-term program that I was in that was just driving people to go, 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 make things happen, that most people are not supposed to do that, leading right. to all of the failure messages mm -hmm. that people in those programs walk away with, including me. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, understanding human design just makes so much difference. Yeah. So, and so how that, I love that you just said that because I do, I do see that as a thing in the personal growth and self-help and new age kind of industry where um, even law of attraction and creating your reality and all of that. Well, there is, you know, knowing your design with that. So like for me um, being a generator, now I know that if I want to create my reality or create something that I can hold the focus, but I have to be completely open to how it's actually going to manifest itself and wait for those opportunities to come my way. And then I say yes or no to that opportunity, but there's not one way to get to a destination. And so I've had to be way more in the flow rather than like, I have to know every single step along the way, because if I know every step, then actually that's where the failure happens. <laughs> Well, so what Lisa's talking about, for those of you who are watching, is that every person's chart, every person's design is different. 
So we're talking about type and strategy. And yes, that gives you a lot of information. But then there's all these other things in the chart that help you have the little specifics of what it looks like and ways to approach it and ways to develop practical strategies. So that that's one of the super fun things, actually, I think about human design is we, we yeah. have these commonalities that then have all of these flavors and variations. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. So for those of you who are interested in learning more about human design, you have a couple of practitioners here and go for it. So I want to get back to the biofield tuning and getting outside of that space where, where it's the ancestral and the other lives and maybe galactic influences. So I am super curious how you how you're getting that information outside of that field. Like, is it just coming in intuitively from a psychic awareness or, or is that part of your training and anyone can learn to do that if they take that kind of training? Every practitioner, the way they do biofield toning is gonna to be different. Mm -hmm. So in training, we are, we are given a real basic structure and then you're just encouraged to do it your own way. <laughs> Which I love yeah. that about different trainings. Some people yeah. are very rigid and like you cannot go outside of this box. But for me, like I need to be outside the box. Yeah. I can't I can't for I can't follow a protocol <laughs> in human design or biofield tuning. It's just not gonna happen. But um so when I started doing biofield tuning, I was already doing a lot of intuitive work with the, the energy body work I was doing, getting lots of intuitive information. And I look at it that, you know, my client may have things that their soul wants them to know, mm -hmm. but they're too close to it to see it. And I'm here to receive that information for you and then give it to you. Okay. And if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, I'm not attached to it. Okay. So when I started doing biofilm tuning, the amount of information that I was receiving dramatically increased like 10 times the amount of information I receive mm -hmm. now. The information that I receive a lot of times is something that the person didn't tell me. And that's kind of cool when that happens. You know, yeah. they didn't tell me this, but but I'm, I'm picking this up. And the relevance and the accuracy of it has also really increased. Okay. So when I am at the edge of the field, like I said, you know, at the conception point, a lot of times where the energy goes as soon as I strike the fork is it goes out. Instead of coming in towards the feet, towards the person or staying at the edge, a lot of times it just immediately starts flowing out, 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 out. And okay. so, so I say, well, you know, just it feels like there's something ancestral parents and, you know, they may have told me about some of their family of origin issues or whatever. And sometimes I don't get anything that feels like, oh, you know, it just feels like another lifetime or some something else. And so I just take whatever it is that that comes in and we just and I share it with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's some back and forth, some interaction. And then it just feels like it's done at some point. And then we just whoop. so. But it can be anything. It can be anything. Okay. And so when you're getting that information, how specific is it coming into you? Like whether it's the epigenetic ancestral lineage or it is something like another life or. It, or I, I can get information about that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot depends on the issue that they're dealing with as well. So if the person is dealing with a particular struggle, a particular physical issue, mm -hmm. um, you know, a particular set of trauma and things like that, then, you know, information specific to that can come in. Um, I don't look at it as diagnostic any more than I do physical information. But mm -hmm. if, if I say something, and things shift, that's an indication to me, it's like, oh, there's something about that. If I say something and nothing changes, it's like, oh, that was just me, like, picking up whatever, and it doesn't fit. Okay. So, um, have you have you done this on yourself or do you need an ex external practitioner to do it on you? Yes, I work on myself. And, you know, sometimes those sessions are like life changing when I'm working on myself. 
but it's usually not as impactful as when somebody else works on me because again, I'm too close to my stuff to be able to see it. Okay. You know, one time where it was like a dramatic session was I had had this big like emergency as far as I was concerned happened because my email, my, my, the contact management system was sending people messages that weren't for them. Okay. And it was like all kinds of like, ah, what's going on? You know, panic, freaking out. And I did biofit tuning on myself and I put all sorts of different pieces together about, you know, my past, about the Enneagram, about this, about that, all these, you know, because I was in this crisis point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have access to another practitioner at the time to be able to help me. And so I just like helped myself. Yeah. I, you know, I looked at my chart and I was like, oh, I made some realizations about my chart. So for those of you who are watching, okay, like I said, I've been doing human design for 10 years. It continues to provide information because yeah. something comes up and I look at the chart. It's like, oh, what's this say about that? And whole new layers can come in. It's an ongoing process. Ongoing process. <laughs> the rest of life, as far as I'm concerned. As far as we're still Earth human, yep, we, we're always going to be learning more. Yeah. So um, I guess with the, because now it's connection to the cosmos, I'm going to ask, so have you had any UFO or alien experiences that you are aware of? Not that I am aware of. And, you know, I wish I was conscious of more of these things, but I'm not. You know, like, I don't even remember dreams. Okay. Like, hey, what's the matter with that? Like, I'm supposed to remember, because I know I have them. But, yeah, this has been, like, one of my big wishes for a long time is to to have those awarenesses. But that's not not what I do. No, because you live in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And most of your time in BC now, or yeah. okay. So Sandra and I, we lived in Olympia together. She was traveling back and forth from BC to, um, to Olympia pre-COVID, and then I moved here to Hawaii in COVID. And she, you really more transplanted to Canada full time, right? And so, but in the Pacific Northwest, there's a lot of activity that goes on in the Cascade Mountains. And so, um, if you I will just put this out there. If you ask to see them and you just keep your eyes just open-minded and, and all of that, they will show themselves to you. Thank you for that tip. I realize that when I am hiking, going places, I am very um, focused on my intention, mm-hmm. right? I'm goal-oriented and, and I'm I'm paying attention to plants and things. like. I haven't been setting an intention to see them. So thank you for that tip. That's very useful to me. You're welcome. Well, and um, they may come in different forms. So you may see it as like flashes in the sky. You may see it as orbs, you know, floating of different colors. You're If you're taking pictures of the beautiful scenery, you could just say, hey, is anyone here? And take some pictures because the camera can pick up things that our eye can't see. And I can see one of my uh, beautiful friends, Linda is on, and she had an experience in Sedona where she was just taking pictures, beautiful scenery there. And there was a full on ship that showed up in one of her pictures. And so there's a lot of stuff out there that's not visible to our eyes, but the more that we're tuning into, okay, I'm open and raising our vibration, then we can see it actually with our mind's eye or with the, uh, yeah. Excellent. Setting an intention. I love that. Everything is intention, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it is, of course. <laughs> well, and also because um, some of the work you do with the biofield tuning is pulling in other lives. You know, it could be, we'll call it past lives, parallel lives, other lives. Um, have you been able to experience other lives that you have lived, either with that modality or other modalities? I've had sessions with people. Okay. Yeah. Anything? Christine, pop up? Nothing specific. Okay. I mean, you know, when it comes to receiving information about other lifetimes, I, I'm inherently skeptical. Okay. About things. So it's like, okay, so does this coming in mean that it 
real. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm skeptical about human design too, and the positions of the planets. So they have to prove themselves to me for me to actually believe. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. But you know, um, other lifetime stuff comes in all the time when I'm doing biofilm tuning particularly when, when, you know, associated with injuries or ways in which people are stuck. Mm -hmm. For example, um, you know, issues around ankles are like shackles and, and things like that, you know, keeping people from moving forward. That kind of information comes, comes in all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of issues do you see with ancestral or epigenetic lineage stuff coming in through that field? Lots. Well, I mean, all over the body, you know, depending. Um, yeah. A really common area for people to have issues is with self-expression. Interesting. And so a lot of stuff associated with throat, shoulders, um, responsibilities. And, you know, that stuff can come from from history, from mm -hmm. other lifetimes, all of, all of the time. Um, you know, feet, lots of stuck um, imprisonment, you know, danger, death, all kinds of things, um, everywhere. I mean, you know, the whole body has just different areas. So uh, the way I look at it, all of, all of issues in life, they're all associated with aspects of the energy field. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing biofilm tuning, I get all, you know, all whole spectrum of issues associated with the area. So for example, in, in, in biofield tuning, you know, when we get to the hips, the right hip is where people are always busy, always doing rolling forward. There's a there's a hamster wheel on the right side, always going forward, always going. Sometimes I'm going too much, too busy. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And then on the left hip, we have a hamster wheel going the opposite direction, backing up. So a lot of times people have issues with, whoa, I, I'm holding myself back mm -hmm. from where I really want to be going. So if I'm winding myself back too far, I'll get it going a little bit forward and then get the right hip going a little bit more into action. So it's like issues associated with that, all kinds of other lifetime stuff can be tied up with that. The things yeah. that hold me back or, you know, going too far forward and, and, and busy and, you know, overdoing. So those kinds of life patterns have lots of other lifetime history right inherited history in them yeah super interesting i love that um that visual that you just gave with the hips um now one other thing that we just we briefly talked about before getting on here were soul contracts or knowing like okay we came in and we're choosing who we are born to be in this life so i would love for you to share your idea around that so, like I said a few minutes ago, I am inherently skeptical about the positions of the planets mattering. So it has to prove itself to me that the human design chart actually has relevance. And when somebody is born close to midnight, I always run the chart on the other side of midnight. Because if the chart changes in significant ways, to me, what changes is something that's really important about the person. And that tells me this person chose to be born on this side of midnight because they want the, the experiences that the planets in those positions are, you know, going to attract to them. And sometimes what changes is such an important part mm. of who that person is. Oh, mm. my goodness. So it's like that's what shows me that this actually really does have relevance. That and the fact that when I read somebody's chart, they say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Right? It, it proves itself over and over again. But how, you know, that that whole thing about changing the time and looking at what changes in the chart, that's what really shows me that that this is this is relevant. And so I believe that the soul knows why it's coming here. Right. What the reasons were for making those choices, I don't know that. but it manipulates the circumstances so that it will be born at the time so the planets will be where they need to be. Right. So, yeah. And so the very first reading I did was, you know, I had only had a you know very small amount of training, but this was a friend of mine and she was born two weeks premature by cesarean. 
her chart fits her exactly. Mm -hmm. To me, that was not an accident. Yeah. Right? Her soul said, we need to be born at this time. So we are going to be born two weeks before date. Right. Well, that reminds me of my son. He was born three weeks early by cesarean, emergency cesarean. Yeah. And I was born a month late. <laughs> so, yeah. And I would say, I fit my chart pretty well. Yes. Well, one of the, when, when people have a baby, the gift I give them is a reading for their, for their baby. And I did a reading for a baby who was born two weeks to the day after his due date. Right. And the doctors, that's, that's the, the dividing line where they say, we're going to do a cesarean if the baby is not born at this time. She was not in distress. The baby was not in distress. Everybody was fine. Yeah. They had done everything they could to try and get labor to happen. They had even induced her and labor hadn't happened. So the next step would have been cesarean, yeah. but labor started and he was born. So when I read his chart, you know, if I looked at where the planets were two hours before he was born, mm -hmm. it would have been a different chart. Yes. In significant ways. It still would have been a very powerful chart. But, you know, I don't usually tell people, you know, this is really where you could go. But I told her he, he is such a powerful person, according to this chart, that this person could be president someday. Mm. That's the first something first time I've said something like that. If he had been born two hours earlier, yes, it would have been a powerful chart, but I wouldn't have said that to the person with that chart. He was born two hours to the minute after the moon changed position. So what that told me was he knew when the moon changed and chose two hours, and that's when I'm going to be born. That's not an accident. Yeah. It's purposeful. I agree. And there are skeptics out there. I mean, my husband's one of them. <laughs> he's more skeptical than I thought he was. We were having a conversation. He's like, I'm, he, he's somewhat open-minded, but then yeah, when it comes to human design and astrology and he's like, I just don't see how the planets really affect us. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to, <laughs> as long as you let me just be me, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so yeah. Well, so the work that you do with human design and biofield tuning, what has been the most profound thing that you have gotten out of, out of it for yourself? I think the most profound thing that I find happening is when I reach that point of connection with people. And, you know, it happens when, like I said, when I'm doing networking with somebody and I don't know them and I run a chart and like, whoop, we're like both in the same place and I'm, and I'm seeing the truth of who they are. Yeah. That's what really moves me most. Like that it provides access to people for seeing themselves in that fundamental way mm -hmm. that they don't normally have. And that enables their whole life sometimes to mm -hmm. open up. And that's just magical. That is. Well, beautiful. Well, on that note, please tell people how they can find you. And I know it's for those listening to the podcast rather than watching it. Go ahead and say your URL and spell it out if you need to. My website is miracleinspirations.com. So it's the word miracle followed by the word inspiration with an S on the end, dot com. And if you go to my website and you're interested in talking with me, you can um, sign up for a free consultation session. We'll explore what you want and all that stuff. And I'll send you your human design chart. And that's what we can talk about. Um, if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I will send you a, a making powerful and effective decisions checklist because Lisa knows and I know that human design helps you know how to make decisions. And um, I'm going to have my card deck out soon. So if you if you want that, I don't have a page up on the website yet. Um, so but if, but yeah. if they get on your newsletter, they can get the updates. Yep. Yes. Well, excellent. And the book, by the way, I buy the book too. That's so. right. And the former book as well. 
Well, Sandra, this has been so much fun talking to you. And I hope those watching and listening have gotten some new information out of this and go check out Sandra's work at her website, miracleinspirations.com. And for those of you who want to, again, do any of the products or services that I have, I've got my cosmic theme and message of the year channeled through Arcturian Aluru. I have my connection to the Cosmos Bundle, which is the book, the Oracle Deck, and a one-hour Zoom session with me to meet your galactic family. That's on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you're coming to Hawaii, come on one of my UFO tours, bigislandufotours.com. So I will see you all next time. And thank you, Sandra, again. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Aloha.